So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge, and Intrepid. Now, my guest this week is the fabulous Dave Pardo. Now, Dave is Head of Profit Protection at The Works, where he's been in post since December 2021. Now, his collaborative hearts and mind approach to organizational loss is industry-renowned, and it certainly paid dividends at former employer Card Factory, culminating in the double award of Retail Risk Director of the Year, and in-store profit protection of the year in 2018. Prior to that, Dave spent many years working in the retail estate of the post office, where he led operational risk teams, physical security, and crime intelligence. Now, combining a credible and engaging approach, sound academic underpinnings, and all with a seen, seen keen sense of humour, uh, Dave is something of a legend in the industry, if we may use such words. So, Dave, welcome. I don't know if that legend or leg end, to be honest. <laughs> let the audience decide on that one. Hello, Paul. And the 20th, I don't know if it's still appropriate to say Happy New Year, but Happy New Year to everybody anyway. Yeah, to you also. Now, um, you were originally on right at the outset of our Retail Risk podcast. I checked episode six, April 2021. Wow. Which was probably uh, just my mum and somebody that stumbled across it by chance that was was listening to it then. Back now, February 2023, um, episode 90 something. I'm not quite sure where that time went. But, you know, we are now number one globally in, in risk management. Seventh overall were rated for all things retail and literally thousands of viewers and uh, listeners. So uh, scary. But, uh, yes, it's uh, it, it is out in the world so thank you for your part in those formative uh oh, formative thank you episodes, very much. Dave. Good grief, 2021 well how the years fly by so talk to me how are things in in your world at the moment what what's going on uh, at well, the works well when you reach out to me what an opportune time to reach out so 12 month anniversary done and dusted wow and what a 12 months that have been and all in the public domain we were subject round about march to a early heavyweight cyber attack. So um, obviously systems were taken down, managed to continue to trade in the majority of the estate, but at 530 stores at the moment. So EPOS systems were kind of interfered with, but not too uh, catastrophic. So that really halted a, a lot of activity. So all the activity came in, you have bold plans, 100 day plans, so on and so on. At that stage, almost everything was halted other than uh, critical activity in terms of the um, IT infrastructure piece. So really, that that put me on the back foot. But looking into 2023, um, next week, I recruit my first member of the team. Good grief. So that has been a long time coming. And I think for you know the audience that's likely to listen to this, we never quite take for granted just what it means to have a high-performing team working around you. But boy, do you miss them if they're not there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've realised now that I've spent many, many years being really fortunate, some of the appointment choices that I've made, recruited great people, hopefully taking people on some fantastic personal development journeys. And the byproducts of that is they've managed to make me look good as well, which is, it, it, you know, I'll have that every day of the week. So, yeah, it's been it's been quite a lonely time. So I, I made my first appointment. As I said, that's been made. And he, Paul, he will join me um, in about a week's time, which is great news. And just, just out of interest, and this is a theme that I've seen across industry at the moment, Paul, that he's come from within the retail operation. Okay. So I think it would have been really easy, potentially more 
expeditious for me to go out to industry, get somebody to join me with a raft of crime intelligence and risk-type knowledge. But I've taken the conscious decision to take one of the retail operators with the works, been with the works for many, many years, knows the works inside out, so hopefully it'll fill the gaps that are still within my knowledge. And really to take Paul and, and, and take him on that journey in terms of the intelligence part of the organisation and in terms of some of the great plans that we've got for 2023. I think at the moment, I was just checking before over in the infamous black notebook, I'm running about three proof of concept at the moment. Everything is just starting to land. It'd be nice if it had been staggered out a little bit more, but everything's landing at the same time. So I'm I'm really upbeat for it. It's, it's been hard. It's been a hard 12 months, particularly being on my own for um, get the violins out. But as I said, now that I'm making the appointments, and that will not be the only appointment that will be made for our financial year, FY24. Well, but how good that you are on your own and you're still impressing as well. So, you know, just in case there was any doubt, it was the team and not you, Dave, I guess a little bit of validation there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I try and get out and about to stores. I spend a, an incredible amount of time engaging at store level. I was uh, presenting to the audit committee probably a couple of months ago now about some of the issues that our retail colleagues are experiencing on a daily basis. I make a conscious point of going through all the incidences reports that colleagues can report using a, an online portal. I'll sit down, I'll go through all the incident reports. I reach out on a personal basis, you know, where an incident carries that level of gravitas. And boy, do, I, do our retail colleagues put up with it's it, These are daily events, Paul. And uh, I was forewarned, it was a bit bizarre, I was forewarned before I went in to address the audit committee and the, the various assembled NEDs that I was likely to be quizzed around some of the comments had made about, you know, some incidents that had happened at store. And when people are saying to you, well, how, you know, how often does this go on, you know, dealing with drug users, dealing with aggressive levels of vagrancy, everything that that brings with it. And I'm, well, it's a daily basis for some of our colleagues, you know, and we've seen colleagues now make some active choices to leave the business through that, only in very small pockets. But nevertheless, I think that's really, really sad. So, yeah, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm still trying to get out there, still trying to get visible. So long may continue. And interesting, just going back to your new hire, like you say, the first of uh, uh, of many potentially. Interesting that they've come from within the business. I think that does that speak volumes about where the risk function is now perceived? Because at you know at one point it was, you know, people ended up there just because they couldn't find anywhere else to go. But it, I was really flattered. Conscious choice now, isn't it? Yeah, I I was re really really flattered, and it it caused the appointment caused. And obviously, I'm saying this publicly, probably caused a, a little bit of consternation because the individual concerned is incredibly high, highly rated. And obviously, he's there growing some fantastic sales, which was previously his day job on a day to day basis. And yeah, and I felt really flattered because, as you said previously, Paul, you know, I, I'm not sure that would have been the case. And, you know, for somebody to actually approach me, um, even before the advert went out to say, look, will you keep me in mind if there are any opportunities and so on and so on? And the beauty for me making that type of appointment is that, you know, I can read a policy, I can read a manual, I can do a little bit of shadowing to get to understand what goes on in the business. But boy, oh boy, bringing somebody into my function that's worked for the business probably for 10 years, he will know what exactly is going on in, in the business. And, you know, when we think a policy has been deployed in a certain way and an operation operates in a certain way, 
he'll be able to tell me what's and all whether that's true or not. So for me, it's a, it's like I said, it's a win-win situation. Yeah, because there's always that thing you come up with the policy to mitigate that problem or that instance, but it it sounds like you're actually going to get a real show and tell on the reality of how it's uh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, so interesting. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. I, I, so you, you answer because I was just going off on a different tangent yeah, then. Yeah, so, so so Paul Paul joins me, as I said, in about a week. His first role will be a policy review of all cash handling policies. We're also about to launch new EPOS as well. So that will start rolling out in a phased approach within the next couple of weeks. As part of that rollout, and indeed for the ASIS system as well, I've now formally signed, so I can announce we've signed with IntelliQ. So I have a call with them after this, actually, which will be all about a rerun of the 90-day proof of concept data. Obviously, that that trial, trial 90-day proof of concept was run. Was I surprised by the results shown in that? Probably not, as a, hopefully as a risk professional. I think probably members of the exec were a little bit startled by it. So everything is, is, is coming into play, to be honest, Paul. It, it'll be a demanding year, an exciting year, and I think it'll take the company... It, you know, we'll probably lead probably five years in terms of maturity over the next 12 months or what I thought in some of the things that we're delivering. So interesting. that's what I was going to pick up on. You said you'd got three projects running and I was going to see how much information we could tease out of you about of those. You can, of course you can. Listen, if, if you've signed up and I'm paying a bit of money, you, you can know about it. You can. OK, so. I've landed the IntelliQ piece, so, so that will be going into live state imminently. Um, we're also taking an approach for our full stock counts where we'll be using uh, Zebra this for this iteration. And the reason for that is that I, I want store colleagues to own the count. So I know other models are available and each approach comes with its own set of pros and cons. But at this moment in time, where the organisation is, look, it's a value retailer, OK, or it's, it's a value disruptor is, as my boss keeps reminding me, you know, it's not the highest basket value on the high street. And I think with that comes a certain complacency historically around stock and the value of stock. It's only worth this, you know, the margin's so great, does it really matter? And that's changing. You know, the strategic strap line is about being better, not just bigger. So the stock piece, that ownership around stock for me was absolutely paramount. And I think the uh, Zebra approach, obviously access to the portal, HHC is going into store, loads of training and development for people to land excellent count. So that, again, is a huge tick in the box. And that will start end of this month and we'll go into early April. And that'll be the whole state done all 530 stores. So that's a big tick there on the stock piece as well. Rolled out the first, and I'm immensely proud of this, the first piece of spend that I got signed off was with people safe and yeah, personal okay. protection loan working devices and I was immensely proud of that to be honest and it's probably the easiest business case that I've submitted within any organization that I've worked with and that I've had signed off and that for me was a great success because it started the journey in exactly the way I wanted to be perceived you know as as that that risk professional within the organization with a really firm focus on colleague safety and what's happening out there that we need to mitigate against. So that's a, another huge take on, on the people site safe uh, element as well. I'll also be going for proof of concept around body-worn video cameras as well. So again, that that will be 
firmly aimed at those top risk stores, the stores that are dealing with issues again on a daily basis. You know, I'm seeing now shop. I've been here long enough to see, you know, that whole crime trend extend in front of me. No finesse now in majority of our shoplifting incidents. These are not people coming into store with any great guile um, or any furtive behaviour. They're just coming in, booking the staff firmly and squarely, squarely in the eyes and just taking what they want to. And I'm really conscious that I have a number of stores now that are really sticking out that just need to be mitigated over the next 12 months. So again, that will be part of this as well. And I'm also not quite at the stage of signing with any particular supplier. Um, that'll lead me up to a flood of approaches, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm also mapping out the CCTV strategy for the business as well, both from a DC perspective and also from the estate perspective as well. And boy, that that is such a minefield, isn't it? You know, and I'm sure anybody's staffed in this position to, you know, because everybody that approaches you has got the best platform, the best system, the best AI capability, so on and so on. And uh, that is a real, real minefield. And I think that one, unashamedly, will will need to go into proof of concept. So let's forget what it says on the tin. When it's actually out there, working in store, does it work for me? Does it work for the other stakeholders? So, yeah, so there's going to be a, a lot on this year, there is. Oh, there you go. You will continue to be one of the most uh, popular people around. Yeah, that, tell me uh, about that. it. Yeah, tell, tell me about it. But the only thing I would say on this, on the whole CCTV store DC bit is... You know, there's a lot or there are numerous systems now that do yeah. a very, very good job. Yeah. So it's not as if you're trying to find the one needle in the haystack that actually does what it says it's going to do. You yeah. know, you look at the case studies that are around and there are a number of retailers with different vendor partners that are all having great success. So Absolutely. it's not, you know, from from experience of seeing other projects, it's more a case of finding the one that just fits for you opposed to the one that works. because most of them work. It's just which one fits in, um, you know, and doesn't get blinded by the uh, two aisles full of tartan uh, that you might have in, in yeah. one store or that. Yeah. You know. So, I'd be uh, store then. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. And really, for me, the really key thing, you know, and I'm, you know, big enough and open enough to say that, you know, I've not always paid the attention to uh, future proofing and, and installation. And this time around, you know, what I do now. You know, whether I'm the person giving it oversight in five years time or not, I want it still to be fit for purpose for a number of years, to be honest, you know. So when I'm looking at my requirements uh, sheet, that's going to have to be one of the requirements. So it's not just going to be here and now. There's going to be some longevity to the as much as there can be in a, the electronics world. But there needs to be some longevity in what I'm, I'm actually going to sign off for installation. Yeah, I think, you know, there was some statistics recently and. Uh... Of the top tier retailers, I think the average age of a CCTV system, um, they were getting 11 years out of it, if I remember the data correctly. Um, yeah. And it was a bit long in the tooth by year 11, but it gives an indication that you need to get the decision right because, you know, it, it should be providing information, intelligence for, for more than six months for sure. Yeah, I love some of the retailers you're going, Paul. It's almost like uh, stripping wallpaper off an old room, isn't it? Because you see, you know, there's something there that I don't know probably from I don't know, early 2000s and there's something else, something else. And it's there's this whole mix match of equipment, you know. I, I went into a well-known fashion retailer. Uh, oh, you can't location. even it like that. Go on. <laughs> uh, and they've got a curved mirror still. Yeah. I, I still get asked for those, honestly. Right. Like, what, is, is that to pay attention to your physical appearance? What, what, what are we trying to achieve by installing that? You know, I'd say to the operators, if, 
don't tell him we've got staff with enough time to peer into those. And I suggest oh. we look at the labour models, you know. It, it, it is. I was, uh, and it just took me back. I couldn't resist the temptation. I was stood next to my wife. I was like, let's see whether somebody can just catch a glimpse of me. So I'd got an item of clothing. And I was doing that as if I was sort of putting it close to my jacket. Yeah. Just just because, of course, it was all so blurry and so pixelated. But yeah, nobody is. bit. They, they, uh, they, they sort of just, is, uh, yeah. just, just ignored me. But, uh, yeah, I was waiting yeah, for someone to come running around the corner of the gondola end. And then, you know, we, you know, the, the woven thread throughout all of this is, again, it's all on the comms side. I've got a speak-up poster that's just going through assurance at the moment, which is saying to colleagues, and I know there's plenty of retailers out there who've probably been far more progressive and um, proactive around this, but it's saying to colleagues, look, don't steal from us usual stuff because these are the reasons why, you know, these are some of the measures that we've got in place to detect that type of activity. But there's as much of that poster being devoted to where colleagues can go for support and assistance than just that, you know, where traditionally it'd have been like, you know, that, that I dare say I've signed stuff off that's got, you know, prison bars on and so on and so on and, you know, don't do it and everything else. Whereas this is far more genuinely about where colleagues can aim to reach out for support. Because interestingly, you know, be before we started recording this, I think we were bemoaning utility bills and, you know, gas, electric, so on and so on. And boy, our colleagues are being absolute, you know, with an NMW or their or thereabouts employer and our colleagues, they, they are really up against it. They are. And, and generally my heart goes out to people and I think it's incumbent on us that, you know, we actually signpost people about where they can go before they take that momentous decision, the dishonesty against the employer. And, and interesting, you mentioned that, you know, the internal issue is it's always there, but it's definitely, you know, risen, uh, you know, up the, up the list of issues that people are retailers are facing at the moment. The technology that you've chosen with the data mining and uh, looking at the body worn cameras and CCTV. Yeah. Is that. Are you looking at things that can provide information from uh, protecting against internal and external is that a conscious decision or is it, it is. yeah it's yeah conscious this journey can not all be about you know the identification and treatments of what internally committed offending it's, it's it's a far bigger role than that and i think that that's probably been the same for about the last decade to be honest paul you know we are we are a far more or we should be a far more influential type of organizational appointment than we used to be i mean we were somebody was like shoved in a corner probably given the smallest room on the floor and just told to get on with it. Whereas now, you know, we really are brought to the party yeah. early on. I mean, really seen as being, you know, credible um, influences and our opinions valued. And for me, it's about striking that balance. You know, I, I want to be seen as that individual that, you know, there's nothing that gives me more, more, I guess, you know, more contentment more satisfaction rather than when a colleague will reach back out to me and say look you did this for us you know you you've signed off a you know an external light for a building where we exit a building into a darkened car park you know very often occupied by nerdy wells and you no know, you were the person that signed it off and we've tried to have that done for the last five years ten years and that's great for me that that's that you know that's job done because, you know, hopefully that'll translate to that store coming forward if they, they do know of any wrongdoing. You know, being ambassadors for me, we have a, a works um, close Facebook group, which makes me smile and cry in equal measure, I think, depending what people post on there. 
And I was at Londo last night just offering people advice about reporting issues to the bid and so on and so on. And the gratitude that comes back is mm. it's immense. You know, people just want to be listened to. And yeah. I think the fact they see somebody in head office, you know, a fairly senior individual reaching out to them, it's, I don't think you can, uh, you can overestimate that. I really don't. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. No, and you're right. The connection. I remember, you know, way back when, you know, graduate intake home base when it was owned by Sainsbury's. The the yeah. loss prevention department was was a bit of a joke, to be honest. It was a few ex-coppers yeah. running around, and no disrespect to the ex-police listening, but it, it, it just. But now. You know, fast forward well, a few years, but people have yeah on the board invited to present directly to the board. They're consulted on the, all of the issues around the business, from store layout to location to I mean, you name it. You know, I'm sure you're in all of those conversations. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and one of the calls today, without revealing too much, is about a potential new supplier, and I've been brought in. You know, that is the first call we've had with a potential new supplier about a certain product offering. You know, and I. I've, you know, fortunately got that visibility when I'm br- because I'm brought in to say, well, you know, what if, you know, if we go forward with this as a, a viable proposition, what do you believe that the risk will be to the business? And for me, that's fantastic because we've all been there, haven't we, where something launches and it's going to launch in like three days time. You know, what the, you know, what on earth are we doing, you know? And it's, wow. it's, it's fantastic when you're brought in so early on, it's great. It really is. It's, uh, it's not probably 10 years ago, I remember a, top 10 UK retailer asking its risk director three days before the TV commercials started yeah. to air for their opinion on this huge new initiative. And uh, and the person in question, he at the time, he went, have you thought about this? And actually yeah. how we, and nobody had, and the whole thing got pulled. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And absolutely. It's a really yeah. easy you know, yeah. thing to spot for somebody that had their their mind in the right place. Yeah, and I, and I always look critically at myself as well in my own performance, and I always ask myself, you know, how easy am I to work with as an individual? And that doesn't mean I'm, I'm easy in, in respect of I always say yes. So if anybody comes to me, even with the most outrageous type of retail proposition, I'm the person that you know, blindly says yes. But I really do challenge myself with that because. Once you've built the credibility of actually supporting people, then, you know, you've got something in the bank then. So when I do have to say to people, well, no, that, that's quite ridiculous, really, isn't it? We don't really want to do that because I quite like the company making money because then they get paid and they get bonuses. And, you know, you've got enough in the bank for people actually to stand back and say, and I've had, I've had that even recently where I've said, well, actually, we need to be doing this with the supplier. And when we're talking about merchandise and then, you know, fix the display units, so on and so on. We need to do this, this. And you've got enough then, enough credibility that people are saying, oh, yeah, you've, you've actually got a point there, you know. And that, I mean, that it, is really important. I mean, it sounds like you've been building huge credibility. I think it was literally just over a year. But am I right in thinking you didn't take over from anybody? Yours was a new post, wasn't it? There was, yeah, there was nobody. There's nothing there. at all. There was, and look again, this is all in the public domain. A few people have said to me, been, been with the company for years and years. Company went through administration, was, was then um, subject to takeover, and the rest of this history very, very, very quickly um, got back onto its financial feet, and really the rest of this history. And somebody said to me, round about that time, there was uh, administrators in the building, memory suits on, and with memory suits on, um, that the 
property protection audit team, whatever Monica had at the time, we just let go. <laughs> We've heard that before, haven't we? So I do believe that somewhere in those annals of history for the works, there would have been a an audit type function. But you're okay. quite right, Paula. I took I took over from no do whatsoever. And you know, when you talk about a blank piece of paper, I wasn't even given the piece of paper. It was, you know, look, learn, start to understand the business, and then start to really formulate the plans about where the business needs to be. So, so there was no files on a shelf, no with a raft of policies, no office to take over. You didn't have nothing. to embarrassingly move somebody's personal paraphernalia to want nothing. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing whatsoever. So, um, no audit program. Um, certainly no great data cap capability. And really, for me, Paul, the, the, the piece that I'm really trying to drive forward is empowering individuals to craft and deliver really good fact-find type interviews as well, because, again, that hadn't been particularly a recognised skill, and people would say, well, you know, we've done the... The technical elements of, you know, fact finds and, you know, um, in, in industrial relations type of landscape, so on and so on. But nobody had actually looked about the skill sets. And, and it is a skill, isn't it? I've worked with some great interviewers, you know, and that's something that I want to replicate within the business and really start to get on the front foot when we're going out there and delivering this type of activity. Because with the IntelliQ piece, and I, and I say this, and I'll say this at the exec level as well, if we run a particular data mining report tomorrow and it reveals 50 instance, instances of what we believe is low-hanging fruit that needs to be dealt, dealt with, who goes out and deals with them? You know, because if you've not got the skill sets to deploy that type of investigation, all of them effectively done is spent a load of money on something that's just going to reveal genuine mistakes. Now, you know, and people listening to this will know that what it will reveal will not be genuine mistakes in the main. And we need the skills to drive that and get to the... the nub of the issue and that's really critical and, and it's you know the reality of running those queries in the first you are going to get a raft of yeah. data that need and so you know you know dave's going to spend three months not at home just with a store or two stores a day you know you need some I can hear the white cheering in the background though. <laughs> say too loud, but yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, I'm reporting to the retail ops director, Darren McDonald. He's a fantastic lad. He's he's retail through, you know, you cut him open, he's got retail written through. And it, he's like, yeah, I'll come out and help. And I'm like, I don't really think, you know, retail ops director. And he meant it yeah. in such a supportive fashion, you know, because it, it, we will be blown away. And, and obviously, I, I can't sit here and reveal what's and all, but obviously we've, we've had the proof of concept. If anybody gets hold of me in a bar at an event and buys me a drink, I'll I'll go through some of the outliers that were revealed because they were they were absolutely startling. You know, they genuinely were. And you know, when you look at pay group comparison, you know, somebody's doing ten or something a week on average, and somebody else is doing five or six times that amount in the same store, same type of shift pattern. Then we're going to have to sit back and really understand how we deal with that. I don't know about uh, cornering you in a bar and uh, and offering a drink. I think we need to offer you the drink and put you on a stage to talk about, on a stage. Uh, about that. Good grief. Yeah, good grief. So, so you've gone from nothing to developing the function to rolling out some really significant projects. You've got your first hire coming on board, mm -hmm. all in the space of a little over 12 months, whilst also dealing with a ma major cyber incident. 
what on earth is going to happen in the next 12 months? I think it'd be really interesting to see, to be honest. And I think there's as much as what I'm doing now, Paul, about challenging the business, almost about the culture of the business. And, and it'll be interesting to see, I guess, how we're going to deal with some of the incidents that, that come up. Um, I'm particularly interested in some of the like-for-like improvements that I think we'll see when we drive some of this activity, because that that's still the great unknown. You know, so when I'm trying to land, you know, financial support for this initiative, that initiative, and I know, I, you know, I've got enough confidence in what I'm delivering, and I know from the car factory model, and people listening to this will know full well, some of the like-for-like activity that you can see, you know, post-well-crafted interventions of an investigative nature, I think will just blow us away. You know, I would, I would be personally disappointed in uh, next 12 months if there's not a discernible difference on the balance sheet because of activity my function of driving I, I i i really would be disappointed because you know i saw that with card factory where there was a null so i think somewhere there'll be a set of financial accounts from card factory that actually said you know something's changed on the financial financial basis and we can only put it down for the approach to audit and investigation and for me that you know, when you're going out and telling stakeholders and shareholders that, that's a fantastic accolade. And without, you know, any apology, that's something that I want to repeat with the works. Yeah, I mean, what a what a goal to aim for as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're already making a mark within the business. And if you can, I mean, to, to, to have your function go from nothing to being invited to the top table to then make a contribution to the bottom line, my goodness me. So uh, we shall look for that Rolls-Royce yeah, gold ghost you. rocking up at uh, Retail Risk Leicester when you get next year's bonus for that kind of uh, impact on the business. My. Yeah, absolutely. So final question. Um, you know, the works as a business, you know, disruptor. Um, how, how's the business operating on the high street how are you finding it oh, we just, your just, opening program we just had an s today so it, it's it's all there in glorious technical okay so the store elements of the state traded really well had a decent christmas to be honest um and we'll, i'll break that down so we've got some great locations some of the new you know we've got some locations that probably given our time again we wouldn't have opened but i think there's plenty of multi-site retailers in that particular position. We've opened some cracking new locations. When you walk in, you're just blown away by them. I was in uh, Leeds White Rose the other week. We've opened up there, and it just looks fantastic. And it's something that you've got a real pride, you know, and you'll put your name badge on and walk around because you're proud to be part of that, that company. So we've got locations that are performing fantastically. Like every multi-site retailer, we still have a number of locations that haven't come back. Um, post-COVID and I don't know what the future will be um, as regards where performance will lie with them. The sticking point for the business as well and this is quite interesting because I think part of the journey I'll get closer involved in as well is the online performance so again RNS now ain't giving out any commercial secrets on this one it went out this morning is that the online piece is still is still not up to where it should be now whether there's a naivety to imagine that that you know lockdown do you remember that phrase yeah that that lockdown online type frantic activity would continue once our freedom is given back to us i don't know but it's certainly not where it needs to be if that can come into line and i'm confident it will come into line 
it'll just be an amazing business. It, it really will be because, as I said, we've got stores that just absolutely smash it, you know. And again, on this closed works family group, you know, we'll have colleagues who are, you know, presenting till rolls, which are like this because the purchases are, oh, it's, it's amazing business, absolutely amazing. Business I, I never went to till I was appointed, pushed no. them in shape. Oh dear. But uh, I, I tell you what, it's, it's, you know, some of the, it's, and it's, it's an eclectic retailer, be warned, but some of, some of the, the products we, we're knocking out now and, you know, we're getting branded publishers who are coming to us now saying, look, got a book launch. Do you want to be involved? We'll throw some markets in, some PR your way. Whereas historically, that was nice. Like, oh dear, oh dear, we're not we're not going to a discount, so we'll sell it. We'll sell it anywhere else on the high street at full price before we come to you. Completely changed now. Got some fantastic opportunities. Well, wasn't the works the place where you went and got it for half price with a sticker on the cover? Yeah, so... of course it was. Yeah, yeah. And we've been to you know, eclectic. You know, we used to sell musical instruments. Because I don't know if you're anything like me, Paul. Many of the time we've nicked out here for a couple of pints of milk and come back with a trombone. You know, it just just doesn't happen, does it? You know, but you know. But hey, listen, if it's all part. You know, I'm not going to knock any of the, the original founders. It's all part of how that business has grown and morphed. And I believe now it's it is firmly finding that niche uh, place on the high street. It it really is. And like you said, unashamedly price disruptor. So you know, long may it continue. Hey, don't 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 knock the uh, the the randomness. I mean, when I yeah. joined Aldi in the UK, people would come in for a tin of beans and leave with a MIG welder. Yeah, you know, well, exactly. Uh, yeah, we're, know, not, we're, we're not quite to that middle aisle. That's that's quite a, the hefty ambition, I think. But yeah, it is. Well, I don't, probably everybody knows this, but so much so that middle aisle at Aldi is so powerful that it actually shifted the main shopping day in Germany to a Thursday when the specials launched. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how that's the, power. Yeah. that's the power. All we need to do now is get some priming and we're laughing. We really oh. are. That's that's the balance sheet to show for next year as well. Well, if you do, do I'll be there. My nine and ten year old have been seduced by the uh, the the prime yeah. uh, stampede as well. And yeah, there's now it's... websites popped up that will send live photos of who's got prime in stock. So uh yeah, crazy. Yeah, and but you know, talking about that online piece, and I'm sure again people will listen to this who who have similar roles to me in you know, businesses with physical estate, you know, those TikTok-y, Snapchat-y type incidences as well. So, you know, we'll have colleagues who are confronted by, you know, youngsters who are, you know, spraying them with paint and so on and so on. And I am literally, you know, I'm dealing with incidences now that you just would never, ever have imagined dealing with. And it's, it's all part of that online fraud, isn't it? You know, it really is. Well, there you go. The, 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 the fact that we get different content on tiktok here to uh to other parts of the world so ours is very much about you know sort of uh disruption and self and uh yeah in in other parts of the world perhaps where tiktok's from it's all about collaboration and bettering Absolutely. yourself so yeah interesting filters yeah. we've got, got going on but that's a whole different conversation really is, yeah. yeah that'll be another one yeah it is interesting though that you're having to be aware of what's going on and trending on social media so that when a group of teenagers just walk yeah, in and yeah. stand still staring at the jigsaws, you've got an idea of what's going on. I was talking to some, uh, some of the marketing departments, traditionally always a lot, well, everybody's a lot younger than me in the organisation, you know, probably about a third of my age, and they look surprised at and you, the existence of wakey wines. I don't know if you've seen that online. It's like, you know, you're an old man, how do you know about such things? And it's like, but you know, it's incumbent on us that we do keep in touch with some of these trends. We've, we've got to do, because otherwise when 
staff, you know, or the coalface are, are trying to engage with you. It's like, well, what's all that about? You know, if you've not got a clue, then, you know, you're just that little bit more remote from them. So, yeah. You're remote enough as, as it is being from Absolutely, head yeah. if you don't know what's going on on social Tell media. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, Dave, it's always an absolute pleasure. I shall resist the temptation to, uh, to to make this podcast three hours long because you and I could uh, <laughs> could chat for hours. Been a very um, good it's, idea. it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us a, a yeah, run through of you. your first super successful 12 months. I remain very excited to, uh, to see what happens. But for now, Dave, have a fabulous rest of the day and thank you. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.